Hello and welcome to this episode of the EMG Health Podcast. I'm Spencer Gore, CEO here at EMG Health, and today I'm joined by our Performance Manager, Darren Brace. Welcome, Darren. Cheers, Benny. Good to be joining you again. Last week, uh, Darren and myself uh, and a Eight others were in Las Vegas. Uh, we took the team across the pond to attend the 10, 10X conference. Um, so for today's episode, I wanted to come back and reflect on some of the, the days we had out there and what the take-home messages were and what we've learned from it. Um, and also, just a point of interest, Darren and myself attended the, the same conference in Miami last year, so it'd be good to look at the differences between the two. So, Darren, how, how did this year's uh, event compare to last year's for you? Um, I think first and foremost, they're both incredible, um, regardless of you know your background or your industry or your profession, whoever's listening, definitely worth going to, I'd, I'd recommend it uh, regardless of that. The main thing I thought was different uh, really was the format. So last year, it was a lot of people just giving talks, but this year Grant went for the Q&A format, yeah. which is really, really awesome uh, because it stirred up quite a lot of good ad hoc conversation um, and I felt like I learned a lot more because of that. So. I mean, on that, for those who don't know who are listening, who is Grant Cardone and what is the, the 10X movement that he calls it, both you know professionally and personally? Yeah. Um, so Grant Cardone is, uh, by trade, I guess, a sales trainer. So he, he started off 20-odd years ago now as a second-hand car salesman. He, he was, uh, a, he'd come out of rehab, so he was addicted to drugs. He'd had some... Um, issues in his earlier life where his dad passed away and he felt he didn't have anyone to turn to and he turned to drugs and got himself into a lot of trouble, ended up in rehab. And he's really just created a great life for himself on the back of that. He's, he invested in some training uh, when he came out of rehab, um, became the top salesman in his company and he's gone on and grown, in success, grown very successfully since then. So he's, um, as I say, he's a very big sales training company, but he also has a huge property portfolio now. He has about a £1.2 billion property portfolio. Um, so he's diversified massively, but his key thing that he does now is is training other salespeople. Um, he has the, the the university, as he calls it, which is about three or four thousand videos where he's directly helping salespeople, which we now uh, have um, integrated into our own training system. And he puts these events on throughout the year. So uh, yeah, fascinating person. Um, Tell us, Darren. Tell us some of the the uh, highlights for you, the high profile speakers that were there, and and you know what, some of the surprises that were also there. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll start with the people who were who we knew were going to be there, um, and I'll come on to these surprises a bit later because th- there was just such a range of people to pick from. So we had um, kicking off the congress, Magic Johnson, massively successful basketball player, now uh, kind of business magnate, um, super interesting, and he spoke a lot about you know accountability is the key thing that's made him successful on and off the court. Scooter uh, Scooter Braun, who's massively influential in the music scene, but has also invested in uh, Spotify, Uber, at a, a young um, age for those companies. Um, the most, I think the most mind-blowing speaker, is the phrase I'd use, was uh, Brad Pascal, who you may not know him by name, but he was uh, Donald Trump's, um, he ran his campaign for presidential election in 2016. He was just uber intelligent you know uber successful at what he does regardless of what you think of the whole campaign so there was a lot of good stuff from him i think what was interesting about him was i think he said he's the first non-political campaign manager so as in he's a marketing guy so hearing the marketing tips and tricks that they use was phenomenal i thought yeah i think he think his title was digital um media director for for trump so and it's incredible how he used platforms like facebook to you know get trump's message out and um well influence a whole nation it's, it's an incredible story um 
we also had uh, Marie Forleo was one of the key ones for me. She's one of the best uh, business coaches worldwide and she's built up her career based on that. She was really, really interesting and so passionate about what she does, which I thought was awesome. And then uh, Kevin Hart as well was one I was, I was really looking forward to. And he, you know, he, he entertained the crowd a lot and he was one of the best speakers, but also his story about how he's got to where he has and what he's doing through comedy to have a positive impact on the world was, was really, really inspiring for me as well. And for the surprises, um, one of Grant's mantras is to over-deliver, right, on, on everything he does for his clients throughout his career, everything he does for, you know, people attending these events. And he did that definitely again this time around at Vegas. So we yeah. had um, Dana Wyatt, the president of UFC. We had um, John Travolta, who I imagine everyone listening, particularly <laughs> those of a certain vintage, will know. Um, also Usher, Floyd Mayweather as well, you know, massive names. And it was yeah. really good to see to see their story because they've come from different places, they've achieved different things, but there were definitely a lot of uh, common themes from all as well. What, so, what, what I found interesting about some of those guys, and I think we'll touch on it in a bit, little bit anyway, but was that they, they've all been massively successful in their own rights in, in their careers, but they've all then gone on to, to, to diversify and to invest in businesses, and, and it was that how they run their businesses that, that I think took, took them to another level. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, from, from all of those, there were those more as well I haven't even mentioned, you know, it's just, it's almost like there's too much yeah. taken. I've got a notebook here of about 50 pages of stuff I wrote down. Um, but who were, for you, who were the standout speakers and what were the key takeaways that, that you took from them as well? Um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've touched on most of them, but I think John Travolta, uh, Scooter Braun, Brad Pascal and, and Floyd, Floyd Mayweather for me, it was, it was, I think it was the people that have made their money and again, even Magic Johnson saying about, you know, the, the, he sold I think 130 odd um, uh, Costa Coffee was it Costa Coffee? Uh, I think it's Starbucks Starbucks yeah. sorry yeah. Starbucks in the US Yeah, who'd have thought a basketball player would own 130 Starbucks in the US it was phenomenal mm. um, and I, I think it was just the message there for me was uh, as I said a minute ago is it's how they've transitioned from from one business to another, and how they've made the most of the opportunities they've got. So, you, know, John Travolta talked a lot about sowing seeds and saying, yeah, his name would get him on the phone to a CEO, but then he had to try and convince him that he wasn't just an actor. And Magic Johnson said the same, and Floyd Mayweather say the same. You know, they're known for their sport or for their acting, but then they've got to reprove themselves. So they they doubled down and worked twice as hard as, as most people would do because they were sort of fighting against that preconceived idea that well you're just an actor or you're just a boxer or you're just a basketball player so it was it was interesting to see that and I think what I found fascinating and you mentioned again earlier on was watching Grant Cordone who's pretty much uh, or, or not far off been a billionaire himself the, 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 the way he was so intrigued to be interviewing these guys and you could see that he was learning and actually as he was doing the interviews he was scribbling down notes and you know it's just fascinating to see these when you get to that level of success where you're you know you're in the hundreds of millions if not billions you're still really hunger hungry to learn more and more from from other people that have been there and done it yeah it's really interesting you mention that because i thought prior to the congress even you know usher i just thought of as a yeah. pop star you don't actually realize to get to that level in their field yeah, regardless yeah. of what it is what they have to do to get there yeah and then exactly as you touched on they'll duplicate that after yeah. in different fields. So it's yeah. really, really interesting. So what, what other nuggets stuck with you from this year? Um, to be honest, there's, as I kind of touched on earlier, there's a million things I've taken away and I could bore people for hours, uh, which I don't want to do. So the, the two main ones I've narrowed so it down for to, us. <laughs> um, you'll get plenty after. Um, the two ones that I've um, singled out as the, the most, um, most pertinent to me will be every single speaker 
mentioned that they needed help to get to where they were. Yeah. So they needed help from people around them. And they're actually, you know, someone like Floyd Mayweather is a great example. You could probably look at him and think he's, you know, arrogant. He, kn- he knows that he's one of the best boxers of all, of all time. And, you know, he's uber, uber confident. But he was so humble. And all of them were. That was the common thing they had. Yeah. And it was because they know, you know, Mayweather touched on it. He would not have got anywhere near the level that he did if it wasn't for the team behind him. Mm. That's massive. Um, and I think we're all guilty of being afraid to ask for help sometimes. Um, you know, whether that's because we don't want to appear incompetent or, you know, fear of asking the wrong person or distracting from what they want to do. It's so, so important to, to be successful. And the second one um, was actually what uh, is a phrase that Grant mentioned about so he's talking about uh, learning training or, or even reading books or, or listening to stuff he said that you don't know the book until you can actually write it yourself from memory and that really stuck with me because i'm guilty of i think we call it being faddy here sometimes when yeah. you can move from one thing to the next um without really rehearsing drilling and practicing that thing yeah um and it's the same as you know it's the approach that world-class athletes take to being successful it's getting their ten thousand ten thousand hours in to nail the basics under pressure, that's so, so important. And I think that's something that's massively underestimated as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what about for yourself? What's the, if you can narrow it down to one thing that you're gonna to apply to to how you work and, but also how you're gonna impact not only the company here, but also the the industry, what would that be? Um, well, you, you, again, you've just touched on it there with the 10,000 hours. I think I've just literally just written that down on my notes. I think it's about the drive these people have. So. You know, I thought Floyd Mayweather was a great example, wasn't it? Yeah, we were obviously lucky enough to go and watch the Tyson Fury at Daytona Wilder fight while we were out there, which was phenomenal. I'm not yeah. a big boxing fan at all, but to see an event like that was phenomenal. And I think it's very easy for um, the outside, unless you're really into your boxing or into one of these things, just to see that end product and think, wow, they're good, but yeah, how hard is it to do that? Or, you know, it's, it's like the swan. It looks very graceful above the water, but the legs are going like mad underneath. And to know how much effort they've put into that. So... Hearing Floyd Mayweather saying that over his last three fights he made seven hundred and fifty million pounds or dollars, and then he's he's retired and now he's thinking of coming out of retirement and he's negotiating a de- negotiating a deal for another two fights that will be worth six hundred million. And you think, bloody hell, you know, it's it's great numbers, but what does is he really worth that? And then it goes back to when he was two, three years old. He was in a in a boxing gym punching the punch bag because his I don't know if it was his dad or his brothers or whatever would go down there but he would go down there and just run around and muck around and play and he got really good on the speed boxing uh, ball to the point where people would ask him to do it and he didn't want to do it so they'd offer him sweets to do it and so he realised that he could make something if he did this and it's it's just that you know he's done his 10,000 hours he's probably done about 50,000 hours but if you want that level of success you've just got to keep working and working and working until you are an expert at doing it so yeah, I think it's it's the drive and determination to, to, to get to the top is, is what stood out for me. What, what about you, Darren? Any, any sort of key, um, key, <laughs> key things there that stood out? It's really hard not to ditto it. I've, I've got written down on my notes here that the 10,000 hours is, yeah. you know, you've, you've explained it probably better than I can. But for us, it's important that well, there's two things. So that we can, working on the sales team myself, so that we can provide clients with a world-class service. Yeah, You know, it's important that we're absolute experts and professionals in what we do yeah um which thankfully you know we've got an awesome team we're we're a lot of the way there but there's always stuff we can improve and um you know for everyone joining the company we're growing we're getting more clients we're we're diversifying we're working across different sectors it's having that same approach to getting the ten thousand hours in so that it's absolutely flawless and perfect And, and that goes into um not just the clients but also 
our readers, um, healthcare professionals, you know, we have to produce the single best publication, Congress review, um, whatever it might be, so that they can, so that we can help them ultimately. That, yeah. That's really important. And we can't do that without the, the level of commitment that, you know, you're touching it, Floyd Mayweather, Scooter Braun, John Travolta, all of those names yeah. uh, uh, showed. Brilliant. Um, the last thing, we obviously ran, I was one of the lucky ones of uh, 10 people this year compared to just us two in uh, Miami last year to go. Do you want to share with everyone a bit about, you know, how the the 10 were selected and, and also why as well? You know, why are we investing in this kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. So going back to Grant Cordone, yeah, I, I first heard about him, I can't remember when, but about three or four years ago and I read, read his books and just, I, I read, uh, the first one I read was Be Obsessed or Be Average and it just really resonated with me. <clears throat> in fact, I've said to people, if you want to know how my brain works, read that book because that's basically how I think and and, and believe and do things and I've read a number of his books since then and I got in touch with their team there and we've we've done a lot of work with their team there so as I said we've got the whole sales and client services team on our on, on our EMG university as we call it but it's it's basically their content uh, that we license off them um, we, me, me and a couple of colleagues went to see him in uh, Grand Cordon in London uh, a couple of years ago and then on the back of that we decided we wanted to go out to the, the 10x growth conference in Miami and you were lucky enough to, to get selected to come on that one and it was just the two of us and we walked around the yeah, it was held in a baseball stadium with 35,000 attendees yeah, which he parachuted which into. he parachuted <laughs> into on day one and I remember one lunchtime, we were walking around and saw these boxes and we were like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could have a box next year and bring 10 of the team to this or a number of the team to this? And, and so, you know, we're, we're a pretty dynamic company and we're, we're pretty agile. And so we made it happen and we decided we were going to get a box. Um, we, we, we took 10, 10 of us over to the event this year. Uh, we selected them on uh, four of the people that, that were selected were our, the highest scoring in our value scores, uh, which is the be all and end all for us, really. Uh, and then another four were selected on their um, revenue. Uh, one of those couldn't come because she was on maternity leave. So we had a, a wild card and we, we then made that two wild cards. So they were picked on um, more junior people that we thought had got a lot of uh, opportunity to, to progress very fast in the company. So we invited those two along as well. So yeah, it was, um, it was a great event and, and we'll definitely be uh, doing more of the same next year and hopefully uh, it'll be a, a 20-man box rather than a 10-man box. Yeah. Do you want to touch on very briefly on, you mentioned the value scores and yeah. that's the be-all and end-all for us. I think that ties in really nicely with the points we've mentioned about getting help from people. So yeah. very briefly, how does that work? Well, how, do we, how do we score people? Or yeah. what you? And what's the basis of it? So we have our 10 values that we, we score people out of that we, you know, anyone that knows anything about us will have heard us talking about our values. Um, but every review that everyone has in the company, they're scored out of 10 for their score. So uh, one is, is, is great. One out of 10 means you've got our values. A 10 out of 10 is, is you're basically the grand master. You're the, the perfect person on that value, which no one, no one has scored internally. Um, and we score everyone on a, uh, somewhere in between that. And all the different managers then have to write down a, a, a reason, a story as to why that person scores a, a three or a four or a five so that we can compare it within all the departments to make sure everyone is aligned. Um, and then we have the keeper of the values as well to make sure that everyone's living those values. And, and it, as I say, it really is the be all and end all for us. It, 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 there's no right or wrong values. Your, your values are right for you. Mine are right for me. If they're aligned, we'll get on fine. If, if they're not, we probably won't. So we're looking for people that have got the, the same values as us, that are aligned with us. And then you're never going to change someone's values. You can change the results. You can send them on training or you can do internal training or you can help them, but you're not going to change their values. So that, that's the fundamental first starting point for us. Yeah, that's key. the only reason I ask that is because it ties in, for me, 
the whole you know getting help from people yeah it is infinitely easier to do that if you're rowing in the same direction exactly yeah definitely. and that for me is it's so crucial and it's you know these people made an effort yeah. to surround themselves with like-minded people that you know want to have a positive impact so yeah. that's that's really really crucial and it's again something we saw from a lot of the guys at, at 10x as well if, if, you, if you look at the values as a, a, an olympic rowing boat of eight if you've got eight of you rowing in the same direction you're going to go very fast if you've got eight of you rowing in the same direction and one's not rowing it's going to slow you down if you've got one rowing backwards it's going to really slow you down so actually yeah. you're better off just having seven in the boat and all rowing in that same direction so that's the values for us cool. making sure everyone's rowing in that same direction so thank you for joining us Darren uh, it's great to have you with us this week um, and thanks for sharing your experiences and uh, we look forward to joining you next time thank thanks you. guys cheers